Wake up, it's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Maybe I have to do. Y'all, that was so late and so weird. Hi, good morning to Morning Motivation. I'm your host, Brittany Daniel. Can you guys see anything new and different? (laughs) I've been trying to up the quality for so long on this visual podcast. If you guys aren't listening, I do stream on YouTube. And I bought so many things behind the scenes that did not work. And I finally think I found it. You guys let me know in the comments. Are things clearer? Um, especially with the processing for whatever reason, it just, it distorts on YouTube. I promise you, it doesn't look like that when we live stream, but when you play back, it's just all distorted. So for those of you who listen and watch later, quality is going to be better. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I don't know why that's going in and out like that. I think something's going on with our streaming service, but anyways, work, welcome to the morning motivation, everyone. Happy Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022, 2822. Ooh, those even numbers. Um, shout out to all my Leos and Virgo. Uh, it's about to be Virgo season in a couple of weeks. But anywho, hope you guys are well. Um, let me know in the comments if there's anything that you, in particular, you guys have or want to talk about or have questions about. I do have a topic, but I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. And I haven't done this in a while where I let you guys pick the topic or have somebody ask a question and then we write out on that topic. So if there's anything going on, um, any particular topic that you guys want to talk about, let me know in the comments and we can do that. If not, I have one, um, but it's going to be I really don't want to because I think I'm, I am don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Not right now, but I'm going to talk about it if it's time. But thank you guys so much. So before we get into it, I'm going to say our morning prayer and do the shout outs. So if you are not spiritual or you do not sign up for, I guess, the Christian denomination or a follower of Christ, then I hope that it's okay that you that I pray for you. And then I hope that you'll stay around. Um, We do not discriminate here. Everybody is welcome. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up for another day. Thank you for allowing just purpose into our lives. And if anybody is lost, if anybody has no idea what their purpose is, what they're meant to do, that you reveal it to them as soon as possible. I pray that everybody has peace today, safe travels to and from work, that they can laugh a little harder today and that their day just is just filled with love, laughter, and happiness and peace. In your darling son, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Because we know some stuff going to come, right? So might as well pray for some laughter, happiness, and peace today. All right, let's go to our shout outs. If you are new and this is your first time watching, go ahead to the shout outs and let, and just so I can say your name and get your shout outs. And those of you who listen on the podcast, please tune in if you can live. Greatly appreciated. All right. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Nana. Good morning, Cooking with Raw. <laughs> She's at made it on time today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, Jeanette. Grand Rising, KK. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, NG. Good morning, Brittany. Yes, much clearer, right? Thank you, KK. Grand Rising, Kiki. Melanin, honey, good morning. Yes, thank y'all. 
been trying. Y'all have no idea. I have bought something that's like a hundred dollars months ago. Try and it just wouldn't work. So I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate y'all appreciate the clearness because I really, I, it took a while, but we're here. Um, good morning, cozy queen. Good morning. Uh, hello, happy housewife. Hello from the UK. Good afternoon. Hi, Janice. Um, or is it Janice? Is it Janice or Janice? Good morning, um, Norma. You took a social media break. Oh, well, I'm glad you're back. And that's always good. I always tell people, if you need to take a social media break, take a social media break. Let's, you know what, let's do something real quick. Let me see if I can change. There we go. Looks better on my end. And then it distorts. We're going to just work on that. Um, oh, I like this. Okay. Okay. So this is the topic. If you guys have any other topics, let me know in the comments and we can go over that. Good morning. So you're new. Hello. Welcome to the Morning Motivation. Be a part of our Morning Motivators by joining us at 8 a.m. Eastern. I'm not sure what time it is over there for you. And I also stream on my podcast. So thank you and welcome. Only 23 will be 24 soon. Trying to be patient with myself. I love that. Okay, I got you. Um, Wood Mayor, good morning. And Kayla, good morning. And now because our morning motivators range from the age of about 23 to 40-ish, 50-ish. So if you guys have any tips while we're going through this, please leave them in the comments. You guys are super helpful with each other. You guys are always there supporting, praying, and all of that for each other. I'm going to fix like all of the adjustments to the camera, but we got it. One Okay, so I know that I go live at 1 p.m. in the UK. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. All right, so for my older, um, more seasoned morning motivators, please chime in on this. I think this is a great question that I think... Uh, Man, the 20-year-olds the be so hard on themselves. Okay, so Cozy Queen asks, how do I get into the groove of adulting? I feel like the responsibility of it all and the unknown is really frustrating to me at this stage in life. Like I wasn't properly prepared for this. And she's 23 going on 24 and she's trying not to be too hard on yourself. You are a fresh adult. You are a fresh adult. You're climbing to 24, 25. Um, <clears throat> and the responsibilities of life, nobody prepares you for it because normally, I don't know about you guys, chime in, let me know down below in the comments. Normally when you're 18, at least for me, I was 17, went to college. That was it. Like I just kind of had to figure it out. Nobody held my hand. No, my mama didn't do no applications. I did everything. I got myself into college. I found scholarships. I did everything on my own. The beautiful part about this, it's the most frustrating thing, right? But the most beautiful part about this, this time in your life, at least for me, when I was around 18 to 20, around your age, 24, was because I had to do so much on my own <clears throat> and because I didn't have anybody to hold my hand, I went through a lot of pain and <laughs> suffering. Like I used to cry, get so frustrated, but it made me grow up a lot faster um, it allowed me to be independent more so than my friends who had the support, who had, who could go back and forth to their parents' house. It took them a long time to kind of wing and get all out of the nest. For me, it just kind of, I had no choice. So I would say, give yourself grace. This is all new for you. Um, you don't 
You don't know what you don't know. Ask a lot of questions. The good thing is you have Google. You have Google, which is your best friend. But also remember that you don't have to have your life together at 24. I get it. Social media will make you think that you do. I understand that people are opening businesses and buying great cars and living in bomb houses. That is very rare for that age bracket. So don't let the onesies and twosies on social media, although we can be happy for them, we can, um, you know, celebrate their accomplishments and like, oh, that's dope that she did that. So that's so young. But at the same time, it's like, what's the rush? You have your entire life to get to certain things. And I'm not saying to don't strive for stuff. I'm not saying don't have goals and go after them. Actually, the sooner in life, a little bit, the better. So then you don't have to stress about it or work towards it later in life. Um, but give yourself grace to know that I'm new at this. I'm learning. Take things step by step. There's so many questions. I have adulting videos on my channel because I knew that people struggled in that area. So how to get your first apartment, car, uh, things to spend your money on. I should update a lot of those, actually. Um, <laughs> but um, just take it a day at a time. And if I didn't answer your question or if there's anything else you would like to know, please put them in the comments. But the responsibility, you are in charge of your life now. And the quicker that the quicker you come to realize that and the quicker you make the best decisions you can for your life, the better your life will be. Um, you're at a stage in your life now where it's a choice. It's no longer a mistake. Um, so that is a lot of responsibility. But on the flip side, you're in control. You and God are in control. And that's the beauty of it. It's like the quicker that you make your own decisions. Um, you make mistakes, you learn from them, you grow and you progress, the better off you will be, in my personal opinion. And always pick and choose yourself first, no matter what, unless God is telling you otherwise. And if you guys have anything, chime in, let us know. I have, uh, if you guys have any other comments, let us know. If I didn't answer your question, let me know. <clears throat> oh, Okay. We can talk about that, KK. Thank you. Um, I just want to say, see if anybody else would have said this. I know Edwan would be 31 next month. He was a Virgo. I know. Man, and we miss Edwan. And thank you, Jeanette, for being here. Jeanette, for being here. Um, we really appreciate it. I know. RIP Edwan. We can't forget. We cannot forget. Aja, good morning, Aja. Brandy says, same. I didn't have any help from my parents and getting into college child. It was a struggle. It was a struggle. It was a true. It's a true struggle when you're trying to figure out because there's no handbook. Nobody tells you. Nobody teaches you. If your parents don't walk you through the process, who else is going to do it? Right. Luckily, there are counselors. There are people that can tell you, you know, like when you go to school or they'll say, hey, fill this out, fill this out, fill this out. We need this. But. <clears throat> Um, the beauty is you're an adult now and the quicker you go through those like hard times, stumbling blocks, <laughs> doing applications and all that stuff on your own, honestly, the better of an adult you'll be later on because you won't need or rely on other people to make stuff happen for you. Like I said, the, the, ki the kids that I knew that's parents bought them their first car, got them their first apartment and held their hand through adulthood or the early phases of adulthood, which there's nothing wrong with that, but they had a harder time adjusting to adulthood and doing things on their own where I was like making moves, getting apartments, getting jobs, doing this on my own. They were kind of like, I'm going to back to my dad's house. Or I'm going back to my mom's house. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you have a place that you can go back to, 
child, don't be out there struggling for no reason, you know, go home. But um, what I can say is I kind of adapted to life a lot easier and was able to do things a lot more independently than a lot of people that I knew that didn't have that like pushed out of the nest. So it ultimately does make you stronger in the long run. Um, Cozy Queen says, thank you, Brittany. I'm more so trying to be patient with myself because I'm well aware now that my decisions really do affect me in my future. And that's a part that freaks me out sometimes enjoying. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Enjoying the works. Um, don't put, be your own best friend. I know we talk about this and I say this all the time on morning motivation, right? But being your own best friend is truly where the grace comes from for yourself, right? If you do something and you make a mistake, you either don't stick to your budget, a bill was late, whatever the case may be. We talked about this yesterday. I don't know if you were on Cozy Queen, but literally have a conversation with yourself. And it can go something like this. So say um, you missed a bill and you didn't pay it. Instead of going like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. I can't do this. Why did I do this to myself? You literally have to stop all of the negative chatter. Not saying you have that. Stop all negative chatter and just go, okay, what did I do? Just like a kid, what did I do? I didn't pay my bill on time. Okay. How, how could I prevent this from happening next time? All right, I'm going to make sure I stick to my budget. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to make sure I set an alarm on my phone. Like be proactive in how not to let this happen again, right, for you. Whatever mistake it is, whether you uh, you was, you slept with a guy you said you weren't going to sleep with, whether uh, you, like I said, overspent, didn't job, whatever the case may be. Talk about the steps with yourself on how you're going to prevent this mistake again. Because if we keep making the same mistake over and over again, it's a choice, <laughs> You know, it is a choice at that point. And sometimes it takes us a while to, to reroute our choices. But the quicker that we can see like, okay, these are the steps I'm going to take next time. So that's not, that doesn't happen again, but I'm okay. I'm, I didn't die. I didn't kill myself. We just have to do better next time. self. okay, we will. And then you let it go. You know, you give yourself the same grace that you would give a friend that you would, that you, that God gives us all the time. You know, I really feel like beating yourself up doesn't help you if you're anything like me. I'm not the person that needs um, hard, you know, motivation. I'm not a I'm not an ET person where I need to be yelled at. I have to be like soft kitty, <laughs> soft, soft kitty or whatever that song is from. Um, what is that show called? Y'all know what I'm talking about. If y'all don't, it's OK. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Um, but being really patient with yourself. Not being scared to make a decision. Um, and if it takes time, be patient, pray about it. And if you make a decision and it happens to be the quote unquote wrong decision, um, you just learn the lesson from it and you revert. But don't be it just if the more you I can't tell you, don't be scared. The more you get comfortable with making those decisions, the better your life is going to be, in my personal opinion, because then you're going to get confidence with yourself. When you start making those right decisions, you're like, oh, OK, I got this. It just takes time. Be patient. Um, and don't worry. Try not to worry. I know that's easier said than done. And don't compare yourself to anybody online because it just doesn't. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work because there's a lot of 24 year olds doing a whole lot. And I'm like, I wasn't doing none of that to 24. 24 in 2022 is a whole different 2024 than 10, 12 years ago. Nobody was expected to have a nice car at 24. Nobody was expected to have their dream apartment at 24. 
nobody was expected to have a business like all this entrepreneur stuff and everybody being an entrepreneur and starting their own business is new. Nobody expected you to do anything but go to work. If you had a car, had a place to stay and you worked, you was you was top of the barrel, honey. You was you was the creme de la creme. <laughs> nobody cared and nobody cared what type of job you had or how much money you made. The fact that you went to work. I was a waitress at 24. Yeah, the fact that I went to work was all that needed to be done. So I just can't I just really feel for the pressure that the younger generation feels now because we did not have that when I, I 10 years ago I was I'm 33 I'll be 34 10 years ago we did not have that pressure and that sucks like nobody cared where you worked nobody cared how much money you made nobody cared how, what kind of car you drove did you have a car did you have a job did you have an apartment was the only thing people cared about it wasn't what or where because nobody at 24 was making money like that so that just that just absolutely sucks that you guys have all this pressure now to be these grown adults with these thriving businesses when you guys are just like baby adults. Um, but just give yourself time and just understand it's because of social media. <laughs> it's because of social media. All right, KK. So I hope that helped, Cozy Queen. I hope that helped. All right, KK. So could we discuss getting rid of codependency? Ooh, child. And abandonment issues. All right, I'm going to need an example of codependency because this is something that I didn't deal with. I'm extra independent. I'm the opposite. Um, but when it comes, so give me an example so we can break it down. If anybody has any examples or wants to put in their two cents in the comments in the live chat, go ahead, please. Um, abandonment issues. Now, I did suffer with that seriously. So... My abandonment issue started with my father. Um, he was not around by the ages of like zero to 10, re whatever reason between him and my mom, they both have their own sides of story. I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't care. Um, so it started with him. And then when my mom got married, once she divorced my stepdad, my stepdad was gone too. So I had this narrative in my mind that all men leave which wasn't true because my grandfather had been around my entire life, but that was the narrative that I painted for myself. So it made me build these walls in relationships with men, very like, like very, I kept him 50 feet. Didn't, <clears throat> didn't really do a whole bunch with, I just didn't care too much. I cared, but I didn't let them get close to me emotionally. So when it comes to, uh, codependency or excuse me, not codependency. Um, when it comes to abandonment issues, one thing that helped me was one therapy, of course, therapy. I always recommend therapy. You guys always recommend therapy. Therapists can like really do a deep dive into your past because everybody's level of abandonment and trauma are different. You know, sometimes I get on here and I talk about my issues, but then I actually talk to some of you guys and you guys have been through way worse than I have. You know what I mean? So it depends on the level of abuse, abandonment, all of that thing, all of that stuff. But what I can say for me, as I got older, I just started healing and forgiving people. And what I would say, especially if your parents were young, if you had young parents, if you had young parents or you had parents in a hard circumstance when they conceived you and they delivered you, I always tell people, this is what I break down when it comes to parenting. And I'm not a parent. But this is how I empathize with parents and I can kind of put myself in their shoes. You have to ask yourself, how old was your parents when they conceived you? 
My mom was 19. My dad was like 21. Now being 33, remembering how I was at that age, how selfish I was at that age. Thank God I didn't have any children at that age. They'd be jacked up um, because I was unaware. Like when you're young, you only think about yourself. You only see what's right in front of you. You only because 21, 19 to 30 feels like a freaking lifetime. That feels so old. 18 to 25 feels like by 25, I should have my life together and everybody gets to 25 and that doesn't happen, right? (laughs) Some people get to 30 and that doesn't happen because we underestimate time. It sounds long, it feels long, but we underestimate time. But when I put myself in my, in my parents' shoes and I see Joel, thank you so much. I got you. I'm going to read yours next. When I put myself in my parents' shoes, I was like, oh, no wonder she didn't prioritize this for me because she was 19. Oh, no wonder my dad didn't do this because he had this going on and this going on. And not to excuse it, but to humanize our parents, humanize the people in our lives, right? Because if we humanize them and really put yourself in their shoes, now things start to make a little bit more sense and we can give them more grace. Again, it doesn't negate what you lacked. It doesn't negate your neglect or your um, suffering. But it just go, you just go, oh, I kind of get it. For instance, too, if your parents conceived you out of like there was a lot of lot going on, maybe your mom was young, maybe she was in a religion where that was not um that wasn't okay. Maybe you uh there's a, so many circumstances, and you have to think about what did that pregnant woman go through? Did she even want to have a baby when you don't want to have a baby at a certain age or it's frowned upon or you're shunned or you're disowned from your family, from your people at a certain age, there's a lot of resentment that can come with that. And again, you're innocent in it all, but how is a mother supposed to birth and nurture a baby that she was either forced to have, didn't want to have, or was ridiculed? And when people have a loving environment to raise a kid, they're loving, they're soft, they're, they can be all of the things. If they weren't that, then they can't do that. And also, if they didn't have that themselves, they don't have it to give to you. If you're, ask, your, ask yourself, anybody that's going through parent, to parenting issues, ask yourself, what was my parents' relationship with my grandparents? And if that relationship wasn't good, there's no way that their relationship with you can be 100% unless they make the conscious effort to say, you know what, I'm going to do 100% what my parents did not do. But that takes a lot of work to heal yourself and to be a great parent, especially at a young age. Thank you so much for the super chat. Jewel Jewel said, my father was never in my life. My stepfather never showed emotional love for me for the longest. So I thought I could never receive love from a man. Oh, the reason why I started dating women. Wow. That's very interesting. Thank you for sharing and being transparent. I appreciate that. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But, um, We definitely have to, we definitely have to think about those things. We definitely have to think about those things because it puts our parents in a more, oh crud (laughs) y'all. It puts our parents in a more, what is it called? Just humanized state. You know, we, I'm not, it, it doesn't excuse their behavior. It does not 
um, take away your pain and your suffering. But when we can put ourselves in their shoes or really see what they may have been going through, it's just like, oh, that makes sense. You couldn't be a parent to me the way I needed because you weren't parented. You couldn't be the, uh, the parent I needed because you were 18, 19, 16. You couldn't be the parent I needed because you had your own trauma. You were, you know, abused. You, We got to put, people are people, y'all. And we don't come with handbooks. So that helps, that helped my healing and my abandonment. It was just like, oh, y'all were all so young doing a whole bunch of adult stuff that y'all had no clue. And a lot of times young parents are very unaware, very unaware of the impact that their behavior activities, the lack thereof, because they're just trying to make it. They're just trying to get through the day. Y'all, my battery is going to die on this computer. Oh, I do not like this adjustment. We got to fix that. Um, Cozy Queen said, thanks, Brittany. I'm more so trying to be. Oh, okay, we read that. Thank you so much, Cozy Queen. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Jenny says, I am 46 and I have a 26-year-old daughter and a two-year-old granddaughter and a successful nurse. And I am still learning. I made sure my daughter didn't make the same mistakes as me and she's doing well. That is amazing. You got a 26-year-old. Oh. Cozy Queen says, yeah, social media really does glamorize entrepreneurship, but I'm glad I know myself enough to know that entrepreneurship is spirit is not within me. And that's beautiful that you know that. But yeah, social. Uh, it, I feel like social media has glamorized so much. Like I, this is the first time in history where 20 something year olds are making money like this. So do not, do not. Do not compare yourself because it's a, it's a very small percentage. It's not a whole bunch. It's a small percentage. Um, good morning. Thank you for the super chat, Percy. I had to forgive my dad for coming back into my life at 15. But like you said, the damage is still done. Lack of father, 15. Yikes. The thing about that, though, is men, I can tell y'all, y'all hold on to grudges a lot longer, I feel like, than women. And that's just my personal preference. Per, what I see. And that's, that may not be true. People hold on to grudges. And here's the thing. And I know this doesn't negate 15 years. And this is just my personal opinion. So you can take this and throw it down the street, Percy. At least he came back. At least he came back. There are some people that don't come back. And I will say for the folks who, for the folks whose parents were absent or neglected you or were gone, Keep in mind, a lot of times what keeps them gone too is the shame because they love y'all so much. Like parents don't ever stop loving their kids. I don't care if they, they were there, they weren't. You All parents love their kids. Now, are they able to show the love properly in a healthy way that you may need? Maybe, maybe not, right? But they innately, it's just in you to love your children. That's just... You just, you love them. Now, do you bond with them emotionally and all of that? That's, that's some things that don't happen, but every parent loves their kid. And sometimes when they do come back and they've been gone for a long time, they know that they jacked up. They know that they, um, they fudged up. The, the sucky part is, is if they're going to heal from that or just make you eat it. That's a difference too. When parents come back, you have to assess if they've done the work for themselves. Some people don't always do the work, unfortunately. Um, 
Yeah. So that's that's the unfortunate part. Let's see. Um, Cozy Queens. Okay. Red Cozy Queens. Jeanette says, I did not go to college. Instead, I went to Job Corps and picked up three trades, cultural arts, uh, culinary arts, and material handling and medical office administration. That's awesome. So Jeanette made it work for herself. Cozy uh, Queen says, I'll be 29 very soon and very recently realized that, uh, excuse me, realized there are generational curses within my family regarding my mother's, regarding mothers in competition with their daughters. I plan to break that toxic cycle with my generation. That's very interesting. I've never heard that before. I, that, that's dope. Thank you. My daughter said to me, uh, my daughter said the same to me that now she understands how hard it was for me as a single mom at 19 because she is now 26 and a mother finding out it is hard. She humanized me and said, sorry, bless her. And that's what we have to do, you guys. And, and not only that, but it just, when you humanize your parents, that's when all of that, uh, that disdain goes away. That's when all of the judgment goes away. That's when you can like breathe lighter and be like, oh, they were just 19. They were just kids. The, my grandparents kicked them out. You know what I mean? Like when you humanize your parents, you, it just, it's just different. You get a different clarification. You're just like, oh, okay, I get it now. No wonder you couldn't be there for me because this, you know, I, I get it. And it, and again, it doesn't negate the neglect. It doesn't negate the mistakes but it allows you to feel lighter and feel freer in my personal opinion. At least that's what happened for me when I humanized my parents. And I really was like, dang, they were this age going through all of this. Like just to be fully transparent, y'all, my mom, I think I've already talked about this, but I was conceived. My dad was married to my sister's mom. If you guys watched my the vlog where I went to hang out with family during the fourth, Miss Lois was married to my dad when my mom conceived me. Now, whether who knew what and what happened, wasn't there, don't care. I hear two, I hear two different sides of the story. I don't know. If y'all watch my vlog, then you guys know who Miss Lois is. Um, but to think about one, how mature Miss Lois was back then. What my mom went through personally, leaving the military, going back and living with her parents and being pregnant in the 80s when that was not OK. And that's the thing, too. If y'all have parents that were that are in your 50s and they were raised by baby boomers, first of all, the baby boomers did a number on our parents. Let's let's call a spade a spade. And then two, the generation that they grew up in was not this free. Oh, everybody can have a baby with whoever you want to have. no. They were really strict back then about people having babies out of wedlock. Y'all, it is so, if for, for my, young, my young ones on here, y'all live in a whole different world. Y'all live in an entirely different world, y'all. My 26, my 20-somethings, all of this freedom, <laughs> all of this, oh, say it loud, I could do all of this and I'm proud and I'm LGBTQ element. Y'all was that was not going on back in the 80s. It was very conservative. It was a different time. 
There was a whole lot going on politically, socially, economically, the whole nine, kind of what's going on now, just very different, right? So to be in a family, young and pregnant in the 80s and the 90s was not a thing. That's why there was an interview that the singer Brandy did on Oprah in the 90s. And she had to lie about being married because she was pregnant and she was going to have a baby before or out of wedlock. That used to be a big deal. People used to get kicked out of family, shunned from religions, all types of stuff. Now everybody can have a baby daddy and a baby mama. and But that was not socially acceptable back then. So that's another thing. What did your mom possibly go through for having you? Like my mom chose to have me. If she would have made a different choice, I wouldn't be here. So even for that, like we have to kind of look at our parents, look at what time they grew up. Look at what era they grew up in. All of that matters, y'all. All of it matters. Let me just paint y'all a picture. So if you have parents in their 50s, most likely they were conceived by baby boomers. And for my young ones who do not know what a baby boomer is, uh, my grandparents are in their 70s. So that's the baby boomer generation. But after World War II, after World War II, hold on one second. My grandmother said back in the day, if you got pregnant, you got it. Hid until conceived, the shame on the family name. It was real, y'all. It was a very different time. Good morning. Um, But the baby boomers were, World War II was over. And everybody came back from the war and just started conceiving babies like crazy. So there was a baby boom. That's why they're called baby boomers. That generation 40s and 50s went through Jim Crow. They went through segregation. They went through a lot of race, all types of stuff, right? There was no therapy for black people. Black folks were being hung. We think it's bad now. They were being hung, all types of stuff, right? There was no room for black feelings in, in that time, time period, 40s, 50s, 60s. Oh, no, nobody cared. Then the Vietnam War came around in the 60s, right? When our grandparents were teenage or young adults, probably teenagers to young adulthood, right? Some of those men were drafted, meaning you didn't have a choice. And I'm just breaking down the generations for anybody who just doesn't understand, doesn't get it, or doesn't know. Those young men, anybody that went to Vietnam War back then, they didn't sign up. They didn't say, hey, I want to serve my country. It was, hey... Um, Percy, you're next. You're going. I don't care if you have a business. I don't care if you're famous. That's why um, Muhammad Ali got locked up for a little bit because he refused to go to the draft. Elvis had to go to the draft. Right. They didn't care about your status. They didn't care about if you weren't the first firstborn. There were like a few stipulations. You were going. So imagine getting caught up in that for my Vietnam vets. You're in war and you didn't want to be there. And you're still being treated like crap when you get home because all of this. Um, thank you for your service was not what they experienced back then. Okay. There was a lot of drugs, abuse, whole bunch of stuff. That's the generation of our grandparents. That's the generation they grew up in. So imagine them having kids, nobody, you know, people were just trying to survive. So they're coming out of the first generation of survival mode, right? If they made a good name for themselves, they got a good family. They were doing wonderful compared to their parents where their parents were probably sharecroppers. Their parents were probably, I remember my grandfather was the first corporate person in our family because his dad worked in a steel mill. My great-grandfather worked in a steel mill. 
You know what I mean? Women could not work back then. So to go through and just think about and humanizing your parents when they were when our grandparents were our age, my I'm 33. Then they started having, well, my grandfather, I don't know what time when they had my mom, but. You know what I mean? 60s, 70s. So to imagine having a full time job, kids and everything is on you. Because mainly one person can work. It wasn't until like the 80s where women started getting jobs on their own that they weren't entrepreneurs working out of their homes. Right. So that was my grandparents. Now, imagine raising kids in that era. One, if you feel like, okay, I gave you a, a good house to live, food on your belly. I did my job. I did way better than my parents. So y'all got to fend for themselves. That generation, our parents, if you have parents in their 50s, that generation was hugely emotionally neglected. And still abused when it comes to spankings, whoopings. They would go to jail for the stuff that they did to our parents back then. They would. And they didn't know any better. That's just what that's just what was the norm. So when you go through those decades and really maybe take a book, go Google like, hey, when my grandma was born, what was going on? When my mom was born, what was going on in the world? And and look at what they were dealing with at that time in their lives. Now, imagine your parents being raised by emotionally neglectful people. All of these things, drugs, alcohol. And back then in the 70s, 60s, 70s, drugs was drugs was drugs. If y'all seen that movie Blow, drugs was drugging. <laughs> at that time and it was okay cocaine was okay we, it wasn't okay legally but it was okay in the social circles cocaine we all types of stuff right now your parents were raised by that generation of course they didn't get it right <laughs> do you understand do you understand of course they didn't get it right and I'm, again, not negating anybody that's been abused traumatically. I'm not talking about that. That's that's something very different. That's something dark. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the some of us who just didn't get the attention that we needed or our parents didn't love us in the way that we needed to be loved or they weren't there for us because they were working all the time. Y'all, They not to give excuses. I'm just letting you know it was a very, very, very different time okay so she amber says yep i had to forgive i had to forgive because like it says in the bible if you are religious how can you expect me expect him to forgive us if we don't forgive others but i think it's a little deeper than that she amber because you can forgive somebody and still hold on to the pain and the resentment you know forgiveness is for ourselves right and yes we want to forgive because the bible tells us to forgive but people can say they forgive or forgave and they still hold the weight and the pain of what happened for me this part is the the humanizing to heal right humanize your parents kind of think about what they go through so you can start your healing journey to let all of that go because you can forgive them but still resent somebody you can forgive somebody and say, oh, I forgive you for what you did and still not like them, still be mad at them, still keep them 50 feet. You know, healing is what makes us light and free because you can forgive somebody like somebody don't show up for me. OK, I forgive you. Forgiven, but I can still be mad. I can still have anger. I can still have resentment. I can still harbor feelings. Because I forgave you, so I'm not I'm not I don't blame you. I'm not going to like beat you up over the head. But, you know, because you hear people say all the time, 
I forgive, but I don't forget. That's what they're talking about. It's that it's that that hold. If you don't forgive, you're only hurting yourself. Absolutely. But it's deeper than that. When it comes to parents, when it comes to people that raised you and took care of you, sometimes it's it's not that it's not that easy. But yes, the, the resentment and stuff does hurt us more than it hurts our parents, for sure, because it's just like you're still mad and they're just they they're living their lives. But it takes a process to truly forgive, let go and, and heal from from that it takes true work. Um, I was raised by a single mother of four girl fathers, never was present, poor male role models. And the family took years to overcome the fear of men. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That freaking sucks. Mm, mm, mm. Have you guys asked your parents why things went down the way they went down? Like, I think that, and I get a lot of parents don't want to talk about, like, and that's another thing. They're from the generation of don't talk about it, sweep it under the rug. It doesn't exist. That generation really does exist. You guys, I have to run and get my charger or we are going to be out of commission. So hang tight. My bad, y'all. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. I ain't want y'all to die. <laughs> but yes, going back to it, ask your parents if you have if you have a decent relationship. Ask them where they meet. Why did they pick each other? Um, and for some people, this ain't a convert. You know, we. If I've talked to you personally, you know my stance on this. Because I know some of y'all have went through a lot with your parents, like more than you know morning motivation. You know that. Um, but if you, if it's just Rocky, right. Or if it's just like, they just weren't there. Ask where it's how they meet and what was their relationship like? Because some of us, I think some of us have an, I have a, a thing that our parents were together. Some of them, we weren't like, my, I think my, my folks were sneaky links. They were sneaky linking before sneaky links was a sneaky link. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that plays a role too in the relationship between the parents and the children. You know, if, if, and it's, and it sucks. And I hate to say this, but I see this play out so much now in our generation, but you know, if did, did he love our mothers? Did what, what type of situation was it? Cause I see how it's a, it's a very different experience when a man loves a woman and she gets pregnant and it's planned versus, Oh, we was just, you know, having a good time. And then you, you get what I mean? And not to say that that's your fault and it doesn't make you less than a person if that's how you were brought into this world at all. But it does help you understand the relationship between your parents. Does that make sense, y'all? Does that make sense? Good morning. Good morning, Shador. Uh, when you say we have to assess if our parents have been 
have done the work, do you mean that they've forgiven themselves? Ooh. Or do you mean that they've accepted their contribution to the situation? This is a, okay, great question. Great question. Whew. Okay. When I say do the work, I do mean accept their contribution to the situation. I'm saying heal. I'm saying, and this is the one of the heart. Some of y'all ain't never going to get this. I have two parents. One is here and the other one ain't. And I love them both dearly. But um, one of my parents has a lot more work to do in my personal opinion. But that's just my opinion. They grown. They they live their own lives. Um, I think a part of their process and we can't and we can't determine when people start their process, how they go about their process. They definitely will have to forgive themselves. But it's not forgive themselves and then negate your feelings, negate your emotions, negate how their experiences have impacted you. But I do want to say that this is going to be hard for me to say, but this is true. You may never get that, unfortunately. And some of us have to come with terms, come to the terms with our parents are never going to be there. And can you forgive and move on and and lighten your load for yourself, even if you don't get that? I'm sorry. And that is so hard. That is so hard. But I will say for me and my if my father, if my father hadn't gone to therapy, hadn't taken medication, you know, because a lot of our fathers, especially if they were military men, they went through a lot mentally, emotionally and physically, uh, racially in the military in the 80s. 90s, 70s, you know what I mean? And 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 before. Actually, shoot, all the way up until, you know, a couple of years ago. You know what? They went through a lot. Um, and back in the 80s, it was horrible. Like horrible. So they might have some PTSD. There's a whole lot of mental illnesses that, that gen- our parents' generation did not get. We get so much information. We get so much help. We have access. We can say that we have anxiety and we can say it loud and proud. I'm depressed. They did not get that. They came from the era that if you go to therapy, you're crazy. They come from a whole different era with stigma. They didn't get this freedom that we have that we're blessed to have with now, right? So everybody's parents won't get this help, unfortunately. But if it wasn't for my father going through that, owning it. And even times with my mom, just apologizing um, for things that she contributed to that she just was unaware of. Uh, it, It takes them doing the work, coming to terms with their decisions, their mistakes, uh, and how that impacted you. But sometimes they don't, sometimes they're still childish with it. Sometimes it's very surface. Sometimes it's like, I did the best I could. Hmm. You know? So Unfortunately, everybody doesn't do the work, but with the work that I meant is go them them going internally saying that okay, as much as I thought I was doing a good job, there were areas that I didn't do great in. There's stuff that I still need to work on. There's issues and things that I need to do. Does that make sense? Like that's what I mean by doing the work on themselves. Just like we do the work on ourselves every day, they got to do the work on themselves. And unfortunately, everybody don't do work. We can see that in the world. Everybody does not work on themselves. Um, Kiki says, something I realized at 13 is that forgiving is not for those who hurt us. It's for you, absolutely, to gain peace and to learn to live through what happened and learn not to get stuck. Oh, I love that. Exactly. 
Um, Kiki also says, I realized that my mom and my sisters were actually raising kids and did not have the right tools or skills. So I had to accept it. I had to accept that and had to heal and learn to pour into myself and distance myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Kiki has an amazing story, y'all. She also has a live stream. So you guys go check out Kiki's channel. And she talks about the things that she's been through. And her story is mind-blowing. Like the fact that she's such a beautiful spirit, the fact that she wants to talk about it and help people through their trauma, especially everything that she's been through, she is she should be just a person that's walking around pissed, but she's not. She's such a beautiful light, spirit, soul. And so I'm so proud of her. She's done so much work in the last couple of weeks and, or excuse me, a couple of months, actually. Very, very proud of Kiki. Very, very proud of Kiki. No problem, Shador. No problem. But that's that's something serious, though. So just humanizing them. Just for forgiveness. It's not humanizing them so we can just forget everything that happened. Like, oh, you were young, so whatever. No, <laughs> your feelings are still valid. How you feel is still valid. Your anger is still valid. But if that will help you, you know, shake some of that up and let a little of it go for yourself, then I say, hey, why not? <laughs> hey, daddy. <laughs> really? Yep. I got to be honest with the folks. You look so young. If I can guess, I would say you're 23. No, I am 20. I'm in th I'm 33. Hey, daddy, we gonna have to come on here one day. But yes, but I, I'm very proud of my father. Now that you're here, I'm going to tell you. Very proud of my father. He's come such a long way. Um, he was a great dad. But, you know, we, you know, we disagree on a couple of things, but I know he did his best. And... <laughs> But yeah, the thing is with when it comes to parents, I think, and I'm not a parent yet, so I'm speaking on this lightly, they do the best that they can with what they know, what they have afforded to them, the access that they have or whatever the case may be. And it doesn't always come out in you, what you believe is the best, but they nine times out of 10, if it's not abuse, if it's not anything that is a hundred percent wrong, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about anybody that was sexually assaulted, beat to like, no, I'm not talking about anything traumatic or just devastating. Not talking about that, but they just do the best that they can. And sometimes it, it turns out great. And sometimes, you know, you get a little resentment, but I feel like when you humanize your parents, you, you can get to a space where if, if you can't have that relationship, you can at least lighten your load and take it off of you so it's not such a burden. And so it's not such a, a blame game because we can't go back into the past and change our childhoods as much as we want to. As much as we want to, we can't. We can just accept that that's what happened. I think they did I think they did the best that they knew how. <laughs> and you just forgive them in, in, in the midst of trying. But it takes time and everybody's everybody's journey with forgiveness is is different. It's not as it's not that easy. It's not that black and white. It's not that transparent for everybody. It's not that, um, you know, everybody's situation is so completely different, but I will say heal yourself as much as possible. If you have parents that are willing to talk to you or willing to sit down and hear you out, and sometimes it takes a long time. Like I remember it took me and my dad, what, 
years to kind of get right and get on this this path of being good. Took a long time, took a lot of tears, took a lot of arguments, um, but we kept trying, which was the great thing. Now, we didn't take breaks now. We didn't been a long time without talking to each other. But I will say you only get one. You only get one father. You only get one mother. So if the relationship is healthy, is healthy and they're still alive because some of your parents have passed and I'm sorry for your loss. But if they're still alive and they have a little sense. <laughs> OK, um, and if it makes sense, then do what you have to do, do what you have to do, because. As you guys can see, people are going to have their side and every, and this is the thing too. Everybody experiences things differently. Everybody experiences things through their own purview, right? Through their own purview. So two people can be going through the same experience and have two different end goals to what they feel. So that's my dad's side. I have a different side, which I'm going to agree to disagree because I love my dad um, and he did his best. But there are things that I just disagree with. So neither said that because at the end of the day, everybody's experience is different. Right. Everybody's experience is different. We can me and me and Kiki can get into an argument. I've said this time and time again on Morning Motivation. Me and Kiki can get into an argument. and. I'd be like, oh, I'm good. Like, you know, whatever, Kiki. And Kiki can be livid with me, depending on our experiences. So everybody's experience is different. Good morning, Charlie. How are Charlie's second angel? I love that. <laughs> we are the same. And that's the thing, too. And that's the thing that I love you, too, Daddy. That's the thing that's crazy about us and our parents. We are our parents. We are our parents like and that's why we have to get to a place of peace with it, because if we don't get a place of peace and a, a part of us is hating ourselves and that's and that's and that's a tough pill to swallow because I'm I have my mom's social personality, outgoing personality, and I have my dad's like business kind of mind. So it's 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 a lot of duality there. I can see m my parents in in me so much, and not physically, but just mentally, the things that I do, how I am, the way I am, and we're built from our parents. We have their DNA. We have some of their traits, even if we don't want them, we just have to accept them and just be like, okay, I get this from this person. If you're blessed enough to know both your parents, and I will say too, if your parents are still alive and you have not had a relationship with them. I would try to reach out. And I know that that's not your job. I know that it's not your plate. You're the child. However, if you have the opportunity, you know where they live, you know where they're at, you have their phone number or something. I don't know who this is for. Take this with a grain of salt, though, because only you know your timing. But when you, if you haven't met your parent, if you haven't been around your parent, Closing that gap or opening that door to at least meet them, see them, talk to them or spend an afternoon with them or spend a little time with them or get to know them. Even if you're older, because you might be like, well, it's too late now. I don't want to do that. You learn so much about you. It's not really for them. It's about you. It's all about you. Um, 
It's all about you because you then get to see, oh, that's what I why I do that. That's where I get that from. That's why my hands look like that. That's why I look like that's why I say that. That's why like I do this thing with my chin, y'all. And I'm, I'm going to read Percy's comment and then we're going to go. I do this thing with my chin. I get it from my father. And I never knew. I was like, where, do, where does that come from? It doesn't, I don't see it nowhere else. It's my dad's chin. It's my dad's face. So when you spend time with your parent, especially if you didn't grow up with them, if they weren't around and you have access to have an afternoon, a Skype chit chat, I highly recommend it for your own peace of mind because it kind of puts the puzzle piece of who you are together. Okay. So I know people have been going through pain, but if you have access and they're still alive, I would recommend doing it. Um, hey, Percy, thank you. My friend's mom asked me uh, what do what he thinks of her. And he was brutally honest, his, um, being brutally honest, it depends. I feel like I'm the type of person where I can be honest with somebody, but I'm still going to, I'm still going to think about their feelings. There are certain things I'm just not going to say. Um, I mean, and I don't know what pain or trauma that he went through. I think it's helpful to be honest, but then that person also has to be willing to receive it because you can be honest and still it doesn't get through, you know, and if you're criticizing somebody, that's easier for them to shut down. So I will say if you guys are trying to mend the relationship with your parents or be honest with your parents, um, nobody likes to be criticized. Nobody likes to be talked down to nobody. So, and especially coming from your children, I can imagine how like crazy that is because mentally, especially as black folks, we, you know, I'm the parent. We have this, this hierarchy of challenge and, and need to be in control. You know, our parents, they just have to be in control. So I feel like in order for it to go well, in my personal opinion, again, I'm not sure. I don't know this woman. I don't know how she feels. It's to be honest, but also keep that person's feelings intact because you can really, you catch more bees with honey. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Thank you, daddy. I appreciate it. But I hope you guys have a beautiful and blessed day. I pray that you guys are well. Um, please heal, please. Thank you guys for putting in your comments and your questions. Um, do it for yourself. If not for anything, do it for yourself. Because you will be a more whole, healed, and happier person overall. Okay? I love you guys. Have a beautiful and blessed day. And I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Bye, y'all.